Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Toward the beginning of His ministry, Jesus called 12 men to follow Him. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to follow Jesus like one of these men? There were others who desired to walk with Jesus, but there is a price to pay. There is a cost. Today on Drawing Near, we listen in on Jesus' interactions with some who thought to follow him. Please take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 9 as we study, Lord, I will follow you. And before we study this passage, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father, as we bow before you, we acknowledge that it is your will that we follow Jesus. We also, Father, acknowledge that there is a price. There is a cost. There are so many who don't want there to be a cost. But the truth is, those often do not want to follow. They want the benefits of Jesus, but they don't want any of the responsibility, the duty. And there is a duty to being a follower of Jesus. There is a duty to being a Christian. Some explain this away as some kind of works salvation, some kind of works gospel. But the truth is, Father, it's just walking in the light. When we do this, then we do this in the way that you have communicated to us and you have predetermined. Father, help us to understand this. Help us to understand what it is to be a follower of Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. At the end of chapter 9 of Luke, we read these words in verse 57. Now it happened, as they journeyed on the road, that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. It is clear from the scriptures that Jesus was very, very popular. He was probably the most popular rabbi in all of Israel. And in his popularity, he was unique. He was different. He spoke as one having authority, unlike anyone else or the scribes or the Pharisees. He did mighty works of power, visible to all, that set him apart from everyone else. And he challenged the authority of those who would lead the people of Israel in a way that wasn't entirely biblical. It only stands to reason that there were those who wanted to follow Jesus, who wanted to be a part of this. So in verse 57 of Luke chapter 9, as they were walking down the road, someone says to Jesus, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Now, right off the top of my head, that sounds like somebody like Peter. Now, it's not Peter. We're not told that it's Peter. But that's a Peter-like thing to say. Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Lord, I will never deny you. Lord, I will do this, or Lord, I will do that. And I think in our own hearts, for many of us, we understand that kind of reaction to Jesus. We want to be a part of Jesus. We want to follow. We want to do whatever he says. We want to go wherever he goes. We want to be followers of Jesus. But notice verse 58. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. That's an interesting response. Jesus doesn't say, follow me. 
Jesus doesn't say you can't follow me. Jesus doesn't even say you can follow me under these conditions. He simply responds and says that the foxes of the earth have places to stay. They have holes. They have dens. The birds of the air, they have nests that they can rest in. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus was homeless. Jesus was without a home. He had no bed. He had no place that he was returning. He was like he had told his disciples to be. Wherever he went, other people were to take him in, and he would bless them for doing so. But he had no specific place to lay his head. What he's telling this individual is, you can follow me, but you need to understand the conditions of following me. If you follow me, I don't live like other men. I don't have homes like other men. Following me is not a pleasurable or comfortable way of living. On down in verse 59, Jesus says to another individual, follow me. And the individual said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. What does he mean, Lord, first let me go bury my father? Is he saying, Lord, my father has died and I need to attend to his funeral arrangements? Or what is he saying here? Many believe that what he is saying here is, my father is old and I have responsibilities in my home. Let me first go and take care of my father, and when he has died and I've handled all of those responsibilities, then I will come and follow you. Jesus says in verse 60, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. What's taking place here is this. Jesus calls someone to follow him, and the individual says, I have cares of this world I need to attend to. And for most of us, these are reasonable cares. I have responsibilities. I have duties in this life. But Jesus says, let the people who are committed to this life take care of the responsibilities of this life. Let the dead in spirit bury their own dead. But I have called you to go and preach the kingdom of God. I've called you to do something higher, greater. Now, when we look at this, there should be a little bit of tension in our hearts and in our minds. The reason why there should be some tension is because we certainly understand the idea of not just abdicating all of our earthly responsibilities or just walking away from our parents or our homes. We understand this kind of thinking. But Jesus says, you need to look toward heaven. You need to look toward eternity. You need to see the greater responsibility that you have to your heavenly father, not just your earthly father. And then in verse 61, it says, And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. This is similar to the last individual. Let me first go and say goodbye and finish things up with them in a right way, and I will follow you. Jesus says to this person, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. What he's talking about here is we are to be single-minded. We are to put our eyes on Jesus and not put our eyes on Jesus and then look back at what's behind or look back at family or look back at earthly things. We are to put our eyes on Jesus and simply follow Jesus no matter what the cost. Now, there's no mistaking what Jesus is doing here. All of these conversations directly relate to our responsibility or our comfort, our relationships in this world versus what it is to follow Jesus. And following Jesus means following him alone, doing what he says. Now, many of us will say, 
Well, he certainly says we have responsibilities to our parents, and he does. And he certainly says that we have responsibilities to work for our employers, and he does. So what are we to take from this? We are to be willing, and we are to be able to do whatever Jesus says, regardless of any attachments we have to this world, whether they are material attachments, or comfort attachments, or even relationships. We can't say we're following Jesus and only follow him when something else doesn't get in the way. We have to follow Jesus, no matter what the cost. That's something that people want to just apply to these unique disciples. But I believe there's a reason it's in the Bible. And some people try to rationalize the the meaning of all of this, and I don't think we can. I think the only clear message that we get from this passage is this. Jesus doesn't take second place. Jesus doesn't command us to go or command us to follow and allow us to say, I will under my conditions. I will when it's convenient. I will when it's comfortable. Jesus doesn't do that. Because what happens in those circumstances is our convenience, our comfort, our relationships become our Lord and Master rather than Jesus Christ. And Jesus will take second place to no one or nothing. We need to understand this, and we need to count the cost of following Jesus. There is a cost. Jesus says so himself. Father in heaven, give us wisdom and understanding. Help us to understand the power and the priority of your will in our lives. You are God, you are Lord, and there is no other. Help us to have the faith to follow you and follow you alone. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.